Welcome to the latest episode of the John Eads Podcast, where I share ideas and best practices to help you on your leadership journey. My name is John Eads. Here we go. Welcome back. Another week to learn and grow and develop and get better. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing this week. Covering an Ask Me Anything with two amazing and special guests in my life. I am joined by 10-year-old John Ellis Eads and 8-year-old Lucy Caroline Eads. Each week, they uh, they get the opportunity to listen to the podcast um, on the way to school. And they say, hey, I want to be on that podcast one day. I want to be on that podcast one day. And this is the day. And we have a, a special opportunity. They've written down five questions each, and I do not know what they are. And we are going to cover them to the very best of our ability. And it's my hope that this will inspire you to do something very similar with your kids. At any age that they are, give them the space to ask questions in which they are curious. Okay. And we are going to start with Lucy Caroline Eads, the second grade eight-year-old And she is going to open us up with our first question. Lucy, to you. What do you do for work? What do I do for work? I help managers and executives to lead their best. And what that means is we coach and train and encourage them to go be more, do more, become more, become a better version of themselves. And uh, that's what we do for work. We do coaching sessions and we have workshops and we, we're constantly pouring into other people to help them become the very best version of ourselves. Because Lucy, are you the very best version of yourself right now? Yes. No, you're not. You, you are not. You are not a finished product. You are finishing John Ellis, are you the very best version of yourself? Nope. No, that is the human condition. We are constantly looking to grow and develop and get better. Okay, great question, Lucy. That's what daddy does for work. John Ellis, to you. What is your most used lesson? What is my most used lesson? Now, you know I teach lots of principles and lessons to each of you, correct? (laughs) Almost every day. I'm just constantly... Teaching you one day at school, you I dropped you off and you looked at me and you said, Hey, dad, can you just be a normal dad today? I can't be a normal dad, okay? I am constantly trying to teach and coach and develop you just like I am anybody else because I only get one opportunity to, to be your dad and I want to do it the very best of my abilities. One of the things that I take great pride in is if something ever happened to daddy and I wasn't here for, for any reason, that I know that if today was my last day being your dad, that I've taught you everything I possibly could to help you in your life. So what's my favorite lesson? What's my most used lesson? It comes from uh, the equation E plus R equals O. And what, do you, what does that stand for, John Ellis? Um, E stands for E. E. Event plus response equals outcome. Event plus response equals outcome. So that's my most used lesson because I get to use it every single day. 
daddy doesn't control many of the events that happen to him in his life and neither do you. What I do control is how I respond to those events to create the best outcome for me. Now, this comes from Viktor Frankl. He wrote one of my favorite books of all time, John Ellis. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And one day I want you to read that book because it is an amazing, amazing book about life and leadership and emotional control. This is a test for you. Um, What's the definition of self-discipline, John Ellis? The, the willingness and ability to sacrifice something you want now and for something you want later on. Exactly. Look at you, young man. Okay, the willingness and the ability to sacrifice what you want now for what you want more later on. Okay, and this is where E plus R equals O comes in so much. When, you, when something happens in your life that you're upset about, let's take your um, uh, switch you get your switch back um, from being fixed. You didn't have it for four, five, six weeks, however long it was, maybe even more. And you learn that your progress in a game can't be recalled. It, you can't get it back anymore. And what was your first response? Um, I got sad. Uh, let's not let's be honest with our audience. You cried and you were upset and you were really mad. Fine. That's true. But but the better your response got, the better your outcome was. Mm-hmm. You not only would you could you play, but you could start building again. You didn't control the event, but what you did control is how you respond to it. What a critical lesson for us all to learn in life. Okay. Lucy, your second question. Do you like work? Do I like work? Yes, I love work. And I love work because I do something I'm very passionate about and I wake up excited every single day. I roll out of bed excited to work. Now, I don't love work more than you or mommy or God, but I love what I do and very few days do I actually feel like I'm working. When you go to school, do you feel like you're at school? Does it take a long time? And you're like, when is this going to be over? Yes. Well, very few days does daddy go to work where I'm like, oh, is this almost over yet? And the reason why is because I'm combining what I'm passionate about, which is helping coach and train and encourage people with something that people need, which is growing in their leadership and their leadership development. So in your whole life, one of the things I hope for is that you will find something that you are passionate about and you don't feel like you're going to work even though you are. It's my hope that you find that. And how do you find that, Lucy? Um, you, you like look for jobs that you might like. Yes, you look for jobs that you might like, but most importantly, you act. You try it, okay? It, Lucy, look at me. If you try things, you figure out things that you like and don't like. If you don't act, you will never know. Okay? You have to act. That is how you find out not only what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what people need. Okay. John Ellis. How do you come up with your lessons? How do I come up with my lessons that we teach? The majority of the lessons that we teach have 
we've come up with them by learning them from someone else. And we learn them from other people because I read and I listen to podcasts and I'm constantly looking to grow and develop. At any point in your life, if you feel like you're a finished product, John Ellis, you're missing the boat. You come up with your lessons by reading and listening to things. Now, most people, because reading, it takes them a long time or there's a better entertainment option on Netflix, um, they won't invest in themselves and continue to grow and develop and look for new ways to, to learn. They'll quit. They think when I'm out of school, I'm done learning. That is a horrible mindset to be in. So... When you came here today, you had to bring what with you? A book. A book. Because your job is to keep reading. Now, I have ADHD, a superpower, just like you do, John Ellis. So it takes me a long time to read. So I listen to my books and I take notes as I do it. And that's my secret to learning things. I listen and I take notes and then I look to apply them. Okay, Lucy, third question. How much work do you have every day? How much work do I have every day? That's a good question. How much work do I have every day? I work a lot of hours, but most of the things that I do are proactive in nature. So there's a big big difference in being proactive versus reactive, Lucy. Proactive versus reactive. Let's use the example on the wall over there. You see that uh, this setting the temperature in the room, is that a thermostat or is that a thermometer? Thermostat. That's a thermostat. It sets the temperature in the room. Now, last week when you were sick and mommy put a thermometer underneath your tongue, what did it do? It tracked like... It read your temperature, yeah. right? And you had a 99. Now, most of daddy's work is proactive. It's like setting the temperature in the room versus reacting to what comes through my email or my messages on LinkedIn or what somebody else needs. So when I get here early after I drop you off at school, I tend to do something proactive like writing or creating something, something creative in the morning. Or if I have to teach a workshop, I do something proactive versus reactive. It's very important. Don't wait for somebody to tell you what to do. You do things, and then if it's wrong, they'll say, hey, uh, let's do something. Yeah, do something else. Be proactive, not reactive. Okay, John Ellis. What was your favorite, favorite place to speak? My favorite place to speak so far is my favorite place to speak is, was also the hardest speaking engagement I've ever done. And it was in New Jersey. Okay? So I'll just do my favorite place to speak first. My favorite space to speak was in this little, it was in Atlanta, it was in Georgia, just outside Atlanta. And I went down to speak to a group of uh, professionals that had never really had a lot of personal development in their journey. And it was a transformational experience for the first time, they took time out of their calendar to work on themselves and their goals and their dreams and their mindset and their aspirations. 
and we had breakthrough moments, tears, real crocodile tears about what people had experienced in their life and what they wanted to achieve moving forward. So that was my favorite speaking, uh, my place to speak in this place in Georgia. Okay, Lucy. How long have you been working? How long have I been working? Well, when daddy got out of college, and where did daddy go to college? Maryland. The University of Maryland. When daddy got out of uh, Maryland, I didn't start working right away. I went to go play professional golf. (coughs) And daddy tried to be a professional golfer, like the ones that play on TV. And I played for a few years and I had some ups and downs like a roller coaster. I had some great tournaments and I had some bad tournaments and I had some great tournaments and I had some bad tournaments. And it was very difficult to, uh, I could never quite break through. I loved golf. I loved the competition. Um, And then I met this woman and her name was Amy. And I still played golf for a little bit. And then uh, together we decided it was time to do something different. So I played golf for two or three or two or three or four years. And then I went to work for a company called Sales Performance International. And I worked there for uh, almost seven years. And then I started LearnLoft from there. So I've been working, uh, I guess I'll be 40 years old. And I've been working for, call it 15 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Wow. wow. Okay, John Ellis. So the fourth one has already kind of been said, but what was your hardest speech? What was my hardest speech? This is a good story. I went up to speak to a group of correction officers that work in jails in New York City and in New Jersey. And it was a very difficult speech because I had never been in jail. I didn't know what they were up against every single day. And uh, I learned very quickly that uh, while there is a perfect, a great definition of leadership, living it out daily can be very challenging. And when I finished this talk, John Ellis, I went to my hotel room and I sat on the bed and I bawled crying. And I bawled crying because I started to really doubt myself whether I was good enough to be a speaker because I really thought I struggled that day. And I remember I called your mommy and I was like, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. They didn't like me. It didn't go well. It was a challenge. And sure enough, your mommy encouraged me. She said, we all have bad days like a comedian. Pick yourself back up. Keep going. And I did. And the crazy part about this really difficult speech, John Ellis, was... Less than one year later, that company called me back and asked me to come back again to do another speech the next year. And I thought, were they not at the first one? It was terrible. But they must have thought it was better than I did. And I went back up and I did a new speech and it went great. And it just goes to show you, if you don't give up, if you persevere, if you keep going when things are difficult, good things happen. Because most people will quit when it gets hard. If you don't quit, if you keep going, if you don't give up, good things will happen. That was my hardest speech. Okay, Lucy. This is my last question. Is working hard for you? Is working hard for me? 
Okay, this is where we get real in this conversation. Work and being the CEO of LearnLoft has been very challenging. There have been many times in the 11, 12 years of the company where we, we, we hadn't made enough money. And when you don't, ha don't have enough money, you have to go, you want to make sure your employees and your team members are paid so you don't get paid yourself. And you have to, uh, you pay your employees because you want to take care of them and they've given so much work. And so we've had a lot of ups and downs at LearnLoft uh, and it's been very challenging for many years. Uh, but I persevered and I kept going because I thought it was the right thing to do. Have you ever been about to quit your job? Have I ever been about to quit? Not only have I been about to quit, I was close to quitting. And there are people that come into your life at different times that you don't know at the time exactly why they come into your life. But there was a lady, and her name was Connie Hawkins. And daddy was really struggling and we were falling behind and I'd written this blog and my phone rang one day and it was this lady named Connie Hawkins. And she said, is this John Eads? And I said, maybe. And she said, I want to talk to you about this article that you just wrote. I, I, I loved it. And that day we talked for 45 minutes and um, Connie Hawkins, who lives in Ohio, has been a great encouraging voice and person in my life to keep going even when it's difficult. And as you now know, um, John Ellis got the chance to meet Miss Connie when we went to the Notre Dame Clemson game. And uh, she's really good friends with Grammy, and she helps encourage her. So, yes, there's been many times I felt like quitting, but I had really great people around me to encourage me to keep going. Because if you give up, you don't know what's on the other side, no matter what it is. Persevere. Keep going. Most people are going to give up when it gets what? Hard. Yeah. And you're not the kind of people that give up when it gets hard. You're the kind of people that persevere when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. All right? And that'll be a choice that you make just like it was a choice that I make. Okay, John Ellis, last question. How many podcasts have you done? We have done, I have done hundreds of podcasts. So um, when I first started Learn Loft. I was looking for ways to become a better leader. And so I, um, I sent an email to 10 of the very best leaders that I knew, and all 10 of them said they would come on the podcast. I had never done one. And we started the podcast, and we started doing interviews. So we've done hundreds of interviews and podcasts at this point. And every time I think, oh, maybe we'll be done with the podcast or we'll do something different, um, I keep coming back to it because of our audience that listens to the show. Um, I, I'm obsessed with helping them get better and giving them ideas to do that. And I hope today is one of those times. Okay, everybody got to ask Daddy a question. And now I get to ask you a question. Okay. One question. All right. All right. This question is for Lucy first. What is one lesson that you've learned from Daddy that's important in your life? Um...
Don't stop going. Don't stop going. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Okay. Are you going to persevere? Are you going to be the kind of person that perseveres? Yes. You are? You're going to be the kind of person that when it gets tough, tough, you're going to keep going? Yes. Yes. You're going to be that kind of person? Yes. Speak it into existence. Say, I'm going to be a person that perseveres. I'm going to be a person that perseveres. There you go. All right, John Ellis, your question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Can you... Remember Galatians 6, 9. Galatians 6, 9. Don't be weary in doing good for for in in due due time time you shall, wait, you will reap. reap your harvests and not give up if you do not give up if you do not give up okay so not only did you just remember that uh, um off your top of your head it was beyond impressive is that from the bible it is galatians 6 9 okay so here's what i want to close today's podcast with daddy is so proud of you and the kind of young men and women you are becoming and it's my hope that you see a good example in daddy that you want to emulate and mimic the rest of your life. Am I, will I ever be perfect? No. No, I will not. But I will do my best to give a good example to you and to give you good guidance in your life because ultimately um, we're here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Thank you for coming on the John <laughs> Eads podcast. Bye. Bye.